With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yes. It's me again. And I'm back. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt, joined by my brother... Always the same intro when it comes to BC, and I also hate Pitt. He should have been, look, we here. We here. Can't wait. Consistency right, well, is key, my brother. All right. I feel you. This so is JNF. I'm Jeremy Nicholas Phoenix, but they already know. All right. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. You are now tuned into the Raspy Voice Kids podcast. And more importantly, it is time for Pop Culture. See, you got to switch it up sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I hear pushing P, pushing P. All right, so today we're doing Am I the Apple? Yet again, a return to Ada. Jeremy, today we have an interesting story from a woman talking about her husband, and she wants to know, is she the apple? Am I the apple for demanding my husband cancel his boys weekend and come home? Basically, my husband and I have been married for about six years and have a three-year-old daughter, Elle. Prior to getting married and having Elle, we were both very independent people. This hasn't changed. As much as we value our couple slash family time, we also both cherish time to ourselves and with our friends. We came up with an agreement that we each get one weekend a year to do whatever we like. Go away, stay in a hotel, go out with friends, while the other stays home looking after Elle. It's been working really well so far. Well, this past weekend was my husband's time, and he chose a fishing trip with pals, staying in a cabin roughly 30 minutes away. No problems. Saturday morning, the worst happened. My sister was involved in a serious car wreck. She's on life support. It's touch and go, and I'm devastated. I called my husband to tell him and ask he come home ASAP, and he refused He said it's his weekend and he'll come by the hospital Monday. He wasn't totally heartless. He listened to me cry and scream and reassured me she'd be okay. How do we know that? But he was adamant that he's enjoying the remainder of his weekend and will join me today. My family are obviously noticing his absence and I'm too embarrassed to tell them. I understand this is interfering with his weekend, but this is my sister and she's in critical condition. I'm stunned. He's never been this selfish before. I'm angry, upset, confused, and I just don't know what to do. I told him if he didn't come home now, don't bother coming home at all. Now I'm wondering if I was too harsh because I haven't slept in two days and I'm a wreck. Am I the Now this is an interesting story. I feel very, uh, to me, I know exactly how I feel. Jeremy, how do you feel about this scenario? Uh, For me, it's without a doubt, without a question, yes. Excuse me. No, she's not the apple. I was about to say, what? I, I mean, I thought we were on the same page. No, she's not the apple. This is a, for me personally, this is the easy one. I understand that you have a balance in a, a thing that you've came up with where you do your thing. He does his thing. 
But the point of being a couple in a confidant in a support system are for times like these. Actually, a lot of times, but especially times like these. Her sister is in a, what, was she in a coma? You're on life support after life being su- in this terrible accident. Life support means she would not be alive without the aid of a machine, probably on a ventilator, which is what your boy Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt, does. So this is a very serious situation. This is not a joke. Brandon, this man wasn't across the country. This man wasn't in New Zealand. This man wasn't in Alaska. This man wasn't in Europe. This man was 30 minutes away. What are you doing that is so important that it trumps your wife's sister being on life support? Brandon, let me tell you. you. Brandon, huh? let me tell you what he was doing. I would check his boys, okay? And when I say I check his boys, I'm not saying to bring them into it, but I'm saying something is real fishy, and I ain't talking about the fishing trip, okay? <laughs> Jeremy, this is not even the least bit complicated. It is so obvious and blatant. No, it's clear. You done let freedom be freedom, and it done went too far, and now, I- I'm sorry, you, you, you got to know what it is. This is blatant and obvious. The he won't come back reason, from 30 minutes away? No. Nope. There's only one reason you don't leave, and that's because you can't leave. I'm going to say tail, and I ain't talking about them white-tailed deer either, okay? Yeah. There's only one reason you don't leave, and that's because you can't leave. And Jeremy, I know you don't click the comments, but I do. Because I always like to see what is everybody thinking. Are they thinking what I'm thinking? And sure enough, the first Top I comment says I don't real quick. I don't I don't look at comments because I don't want it to contaminate my thinking beforehand. I understand that. I don't look at comments till after I've already formed an opinion. Then I go back, but the first top comment is there's no way he was on a fishing fishing trip, sis, a co-worker, and he'd been cheating. It rocked us. It didn't rock me because when it looks like a duck and it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it ain't no chicken. Bottom line is this. Jay-Z said, I ain't got to know you. Two plus two always equals four. Your sister's on life support and he can't come back from 30 minutes away? You why already you, know. Why you would already you even know. have to ask? Why would you even have to ask? Yep. Because, so she's not the apple no matter what. Because why would you even have to ask? But she's definitely not the apple because something fishy was going on. And it turns out that's exactly the truth. Dude was on, on his... uh creep so i creep yeah, yeah. So. just creeping on the down low oh you already know that's why we started this show with that song baby yeah so that's it what oh, do y'all think oh, 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 oh. but jeremy do you know what this reminded me of <laughs> everything do you remember my bachelor party no. Shout to the Low Country Ears. We were at Folly Beach in South, oh, yes, North, yes. South Carolina. And one of our friends, his wife had a relatively young child at home, and she burned herself. And his wife wanted her to wanted him to come home. A 12-hour trip to come back. His yeah. daughter was his daughter was not on life support. There was not life-threatening. There was friends and family around, and he wasn't able to make it back. And it ended up being controversial. You I remember honestly, that? I honestly do not remember that at all. And right when we get off the mic, <laughs> I'm in for some laughs. 
It was controversial. It turned out to be okay. But for a minute, the you know, the relationship hit a little snag. So, yeah, I mean, a similar situation, but not the same thing. And in that case, I would say he was not the apple, unlike this case where the man clearly is. But that's what we got. That's how we felt. For Ada, this week on, Rasp- on the Raspy Voice Kids Pop Culture, what did you think when you heard that story? Tell us. Get at your boys right quick. Raspy Voice! Hey, folks, it's Brandon Phoenix back with Home Field Apparel to tell you about the Friends and Family Sale. 30% off over 200 products. There will be a specific collection that shows the products. It will be easy to find on the site. You can filter by school, T-shirt or sweatshirt, whatever. No code needed for the sale within this collection. Check them out. Home Field Apparel. You will not regret it. Are you a Big 12 basketball obsessed fan and have nowhere to go for just all of your Big 12 basketball information? Look no further because Midwest Madness is here just for you. We talk men's and women's basketball all year long. With exclusive interviews, guests that come on to talk about each team, game recaps once the season begins, and so much more content you won't know what to deal with. So for all of your Big 12 basketball needs, Midwest Madness is your place to go. Listen on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. I got five on it. Yes, sir, baby. We're back. Jeremy JN Phoenix. I'm here with my brother. I also hate Pitt Brandon Phoenix in the building in the booth. We got these five questions. We can't wait to get to them. Jordan's going to let us know what they are. Hey, Brandon J. And we're back with another edition of I Got Five on it with the Raspy Voice Kids. I'm your host, Jordan, and let's get things started with the first blank. Bob Huggins saying he wants to evaluate who wants to be here again is blank. Redundant. You said it once. You did the evaluation. Presumably, I would presume that you did the evaluation. So to be here several games later saying it again is just redundant. Do it or stop saying it. Period. It is shake it off. Shake it off. That's right. Shake it off. Throw it off. Throw the blame. Putting it on everybody else but all the Robert Huggins. That's the way I feel. Hey, shake it off. Number two. If WVU doesn't make it to the NCAA tournament, the season will be blank. Failure. Jeremy, under Bob Huggins, with his cachet, the NCAA tournament is the bar. It's the bare minimum that should be accomplished every single year. No excuses, period. It will be a failure if we don't make the NCAA tournament. And it's looking real faily in, in, in this house. I like it. I like it. If, if uh, WVU doesn't make the NCAA tournament, WV, WVU season will be <gasps> what we've all come to expect already. It's already here. We ain't making nothing. Bob Huggins can say it all he wants. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's not over yet. You know, we still have a chance. We still have a chance. No, we don't. Look in the mirror. 
No, we don't. Number three. Mike Ganzi being appointed GM means blank for WVU. Success. Once a Mountaineer, always a Mountaineer. Certainly applies to Mike Ganzi. He reps for West Virginia. He's shown up at games fairly recently. And for him to have the kind of success to where he's the general manager of a franchise that's been successful in recent years, relatively recent years, and is successful this year so far, means success for WVU. Shout out to Mike Ganzi. Congratulations. I like, yeah, absolutely. Shout out Mike Gans. You know, I just call him Mikey G. You know, the big thing is it means, uh, shoot, you said success. And I was going to say a positivity. It's positivity for WVU. We're looking for positivity anywhere we can get. We were talking about quitting Spain, talk about Spain Gang University, not saying West Virginia University. Why? Because we need positivity right now. Between our basketball and football team this last year, it's been hard on us. Any little bit of positive positivity that can build us up to make us feel better about our lives, about being Mountaineer fans, is amazing. And Mike Ganzi going higher and higher in the uh, Cleveland organization is a, is a big thing, and it's so positive, and I'm so proud of him. Uh, Mikey G, man, this is your boy, Jay Fing. Congrats, bro. Number four. Pat White being listed as the number one player in EA Sports history is blank. Impressive. EA Sports has had a lot of people. I mean, from Vince Young to Tim Tebow, there's been a lot of successful players on that game. Heisman winners, national champions. And here's Pat White, who never even made All-American, number one on the list by Barstool Sports. Now, of course, it's nothing official, but it's hard to disagree. It was almost unstoppable running that option with Pat White. We're sending them all on a go route and then taking off because the defensive line and linebackers ain't ready for it. Jeremy, it is impressive that Pat White could have so much success on a video game. I love it so much. And what it is, is accurate. I'm not saying he's the best player in college football history, no. But when we talk about video game, Brandon, who can you design more better than, than Pat Weezy at West Virginia, it's accurate. When he was there, he was a, a human highlight. A takeoff immediately when the defenders were too far inside. It was very accurate. It was very real. And I love playing that game. And I'm so glad that they gave him the speed and the agility and, and everything else. Maybe a little too much accuracy. But whatever he got, look, take my hats off because it's pretty accurate. Video game, pretty accurate. Number five. Juwan Howard throwing punches at another coach was blank. Inexcusable. Now, there are people who tried to say he punched somebody. He did not punch anybody. He was open-handed. He mushed somebody. If you don't know what mushing is, go watch the video. He mushed that dude, Wisconsin's coach. He mushed him. But it was inexcusable. Now, I will say it's been overblown. We can talk more about that in the roundup if you want, Jeremy, if you want to on get uh, going in. Uh, but Bottom line is, it's inexcusable. Uh, here's the thing. We're definitely going to talk about it because you said it was overblown. We'll see. We'll see. All right. We'll talk about the roundup. Didn't have it on my agenda. We'll talk about it on the roundup because uh, overblown, I don't believe so. And for me, I thought it was unbelievable. I mean, if he'd have done it immediately when it happened, that's one thing. People were separating them. Obviously, tensions were rising. At that point, as a coach, you would think you would pull back because you see what's happening. 
And then he tries to grab somebody's face. Cause that's what he tried to do. He tried to grab that dude's face. Um, yeah, unacceptable. It just, at, for me, I, I honestly, I know he's been in a lot of trouble. I was, I was, it was surprising, man. It was really surprising, but he got what he got. He deserves what he got, but we will talk about that when we go in. Five questions, five answers from your boys. Jeremy, Brandon, we both gave it to you. Let us know where we, where we got it right. Let us where we where. Excuse me. Let us know where you think we got it wrong. And uh, holla at your boys, the RVK baby. Don't miss. We're going in. It's gonna be fun. Rap me, boys. I'm going in. I'm going in. I'm going in. I'm going in. And I'ma go hard. And I'ma go hard. And I'ma go hard. Look, what we do is we go hard. We go hard. We keep it real. Yeah, excuse me. Phone always blowing up. <laughs> you know how I does. Anyway, this is Jeremy JN Phoenix. I'm here with my brother. Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt. There's so much to talk about. There's so much to talk about, Brandon. Can we please start with Jawan Howard first and foremost? I wasn't okay. going to start with Jawan Howard. I was going to start with West Virginia stuff. But you told me it was a little overblown and I got five on it. How do you think that Jawan Howard putting his hands on another coach is overblown? Two things. First and foremost, people kept saying he punched the dude. He did not punch the dude. So that's the number one to me. Okay. That big, that's the biggest issue is that he didn't punch anyone. He mushed him. It's not the same yes, thing. Yes, but it led to an all. I saw blows being thrown. Yes, I don't I'm know if they landed. What, I'm not talking about what it led to. I'm talking about what they said about Jawan Howard. That's the first thing I'm saying. The okay. second thing I'll say. The second thing I'll say. The reason I say it's overblown and Jawan Howard, as far as Jawan Howard's concerned, is Jawan Howard didn't put his hands on anybody first. Wisconsin's coach put his hands on Jawan Howard first. You don't put your hands on a grown man, especially not an angry grown man. I, hold up, I agree with you. You don't put your man on. You don't put your hands on a grown man. I agree with you, but there's a difference between stopping somebody and trying to tell them. And I understand tensions are heated, so you don't put your hands on them. But the hands he put on him were not the aggressive. I don't want to say aggressive because it, it was aggressive, but it it wasn't threatening. Okay, Jeremy. Jeremy, that, that's that's my point. He's not your player. He's not your son. You have no business grabbing him in the line afterwards for any his, reason, in my opinion. And I agree. By the way, I agree with you. But I will also say his hands weren't aggressive. I, uh, I agree his me. hands weren't aggressive. And I agree. Uh, hold, up, they, they, hold up. They were they were aggressive. They weren't threatening. They, they were aggressive. They, they weren't threatening. threatening first of all, the dude's a foot shorter and 50 pounds lighter than Jawan yeah. Howard. They were aggressive, but they weren't threatening. Which is why, by the way, I said it was inexcusable that he did it because Jawan Howard should have had more self-control. But all I'm saying is being overblown because they're acting like Jawan Howard just sucker punched some dude, and that's not what happened. My problem is if he had just, like, swung immediately, that's one thing. They had been separated for, like, 10, 15 seconds. People were in between. You saw this thing was escalating, and then you reached out to grab this dude's face. Brandon, I have look. There's, there's, and he's had incidents like this before. Maybe not this before. exactly. Maybe not this exactly. He's lost but his temper before. Th- thank you, thank you. That's what it is. And I like Jawan Howard. I'm all about the Fab Five. Jayla Rose is my guy. Hey, Jay, Jay, Jay Avra. You know how at your boy, but you know what I mean. Like what he did, man. I, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't uh, back it. I really can't. 
can't either. I said it was inexcusable, but I also think it's overblown. The two are not mutually exclusive. It can it can be inexcusable while also being overblown. How, okay, so it's overblown because they said he threw punches. But what it led to is you're a leader of men. So when you do that, then you see players, both sides of both teams, Wisconsin and Michigan, throwing haymakers. None of them landed, but they were throwing them after they saw you reach out, reach out and touch somebody's face. Somebody's That's what we try to do. You know? Yeah, no, that I mean I, that's why I said it was inexcusable. Like but like but, said, but but because of what happened it ensued afterwards, that's the reason why I don't feel like it's overblown. Okay. Well we disagree. And y'all y'all can tell us, y'all listening can tell us who's right, who's wrong. Is Brandon wrong? Because I'm sitting here saying that it's uh overblown, um, though inexcusable, and Jeremy's saying it's not overblown. I think the suspension was right. He should be suspended to me through the tournament too, but whatever. All right, so Brandon. Now we're going to move on to West Virginia basketball because that's, I mean, so hard to talk about, but it's real and we have to talk about it. I'm going to start this out with this. So wait, let's let's start out with the fact that this is before the seven o'clock game against Iowa state. So we don't know what happened in Ames. Okay. Okay. We just lost to TCU. Who's not a great team. What are your thoughts, Brandon? Well, we keep saying these are must win games. And we're not winning them. Amen. TCU is not a great team. Jamie Dixon is not a great coach. Did I don't understand. A, did you see our shooting percentage? Terrible, abysmal. One of the worst shooting performances in the history of the university. Did you see what at N Arthur D said? Nope. We shot twenty-seven point nine percent. Oh, I did see that. Sixteenth worst. Since 1952, if you take out the Southern Conference years that we were there. And three of those worst shooting performances came in the last 11 games. And 11 of them, of the 16, have came since 2008. Brandon, what, I mean, what defense is there? That's the same thing I say over and over again. Bob Huggins is a legend. Bob Huggins is a Hall of Famer. Bob Huggins is... is uh, All the things that people say that are good about him, they're true. But Bob Huggins cannot coach offense, and this is further proof of it. He's very bad offensively. We go through dry spells that last for minutes, excruciating minutes of we haven't scored a field goal. And this is not new. Like you said, since 2008, this is not a new thing with Bob Huggins and his squads. Now, typically, the the reason that you don't notice it is because we out-hustle you, we defend you, and we rebound and put it back. This team can't rebound and put it back. And we're just average at best on defense. So it can't cover up the fact that we also can't shoot or draw up an out-of-bounds play to save our lives coming out of a timeout or break. And we will talk about that because Bob Huggins quoted and said a lot of those things. Brandon, let me hit you with a beginning, 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 beginning bomb. What's today's date? Tell me what today's date is. Today is February 23rd, 2022. February 23rd, 2022. Brandon, on January 11th. Now, I'll ask you, how long ago was that? That was a month and 12 days, so like 42 days ago. Oh, thank you. That's all I needed. On January 11th, 2022, 
after a 70 to 60 win over Oklahoma State, West Virginia was 13 and 2. Let me repeat. Just over a little bit of a month in, in maybe a week or a couple weeks, just over a month in a couple weeks ago, six weeks ago, West Virginia University was 13 and 2 in the basket in basketball. Do you know our record now? 14 and 13. 14 Braden. Braden, 14 and 13. Brandon, 14 and 13. One, we've lost 11 or 12 games. Brandon, I, 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 it just blew my mind when I was looking through on January 11th, we were 13 and two. And here in fact, I, in my life, and maybe I haven't paid attention, maybe I haven't looked uh, at other teams, maybe there are good teams that have done this. I have never in my life seen a team be 13 and two. And a month later, they are 14 and 13. Never, ever, ever. I'm sure it's happened, but not to good teams, Jeremy. That is the op- that is the word you need to focus on. Good teams. This is not a good basketball team. And here's the bottom line. Who's our number one scorer? Oh, we'll get to that. It's Taz. Who's supposed to be our number two scorer? For some reason, people kept saying Sean McNeil. Sean McNeil, shot robot, as so many people call him. Shout out to Josh Witt from Unreasonable Doubt. But Sean McNeil has done nothing. He's regressed. He's afraid to shoot. He passes up shots. Oh, over and over again, he passes up shots. Who's supposed to be our third score, Jeremy? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, Jalen Bridges. Uh, Jalen Malik- Bridges is supposed to be the third score. He's the guy that Jordan McCabe said was the best NBA prospect on the team that included Derek Culver, Oscar Shibway, and Deuce McBride. That's what Jordan McCabe said. That tells you all you need to know about his decision making at point guard at the point guard position. Here's because the as thing: hard, as hard Boy. as Jalen Bridges plays, he has not lived up to expectations, and he has not grown into the player that we all expected him to grow into. Though, when you don't have when your second and third scores are basically missing when they're when they're in the lost and found, you don't have a chance. It doesn't matter what Taz does, and Taz is the second leading scorer in the Big Twelve. So you're going to hate on Taz. That's fine. Taz is the second leading scorer in the Big 12 through conference play despite having a concussion, and he's got no help. And the bigs, yeah. we can't even talk about the bigs because Isaiah Cottrell's breakout game, the game everybody was excited about, the game that led John Flowers and Ethan Bach and some other people to talk trash to the fans who were, who were complaining about Isaiah Cottrell, his breakout game was 13 points, yeah. which he didn't play well in the second half. So, yep. My thing is our bigs have done nothing to help our shooters as far as rebounding and putbacks. We cannot score on layups. It's just bad. It's bad basketball. It's not fun to watch. We're not even, we're not even, it's not even a fun thing to watch. Yeah, no, 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 Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. I love that you're saying all this stuff because you're not the only one who says it. Brandon, I want you to listen right now. I'm going to show you quotes, Brandon. Baba could said, quote, after the game, we're not getting the leadership we need. So, hey, like a leadership. What's I tell you, Brandon? We don't have anybody lead. I mean, very clearly, nobody's leading. Number two, he said, uh, we don't block out. Which means we don't rebound. It's part of rebounding, blocking out. We don't block out. That's what Bob Huggins said. So we don't block out. We don't have leadership. Next thing he said was, without Taz, we don't score very well. Which means we only have one score. 
we can't score the ball. So we can't score the ball. We can't block out. We don't have leadership. One thing he said is we're limited in the people we can depend on to get the ball to the right guys. What's that sound like? It sounds like we can't pass. So, all right, <laughs> let's, let's go. We can't pass. We can't score. We can't block out. And we have no leadership. I'm just, I'm just chronicling what we have. Then he said, all right, we don't pass very well. Um, yeah. So, Brady, you take all these quotes. We don't pass very well. We don't have anybody that we can uh, depend on to pass the ball to the right guy. We don't score very well. When Taz uh, is in the game, we, we're, we don't score very well. We don't block out. So we don't block out. We don't rebound. We don't score. We have no point guard. Brandon, at some point, it is not the players. I'm sorry. Brandon, you can't box. You can't rebound. You can't pass. You can't score. This is from Huggins' mouth. This is not from, from my mouth. This is Huggins' mouth. At some point, it's either if if it is the players, it's your fault, Huggins, or it's your fault for not motivating them or whatever you want to say, teaching them, leading them, whatever, to get to the right point. This is from his mouth. I'm just reading you what he said. Jeremy, there's no two ways. There's no two ways about the fact that this is Bob Huggins' fault. What I'm saying is not that Bob Huggins is a bad coach. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. He said. Oh, you know, we may be playing. It's funny when it's the players, it's their fault. But when when it's his fault, he says, we may be playing the wrong guys. No, you may be playing the wrong guys. Then he said at the end, uh, uh, I mean, I mean, how do you win? Yeah, 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 person. How do we win three million dollars a year? Look, I know you are not asking us. I know you didn't ask the media. How do we win? We're asking you, Mr. Highest paid play, uh, person in the entire state uh, from the state budget. What? How do we win? Yeah, that's what we're asking, buddy. Brandon, here's a topper. He said, the guys who don't want to compete, we're going to sit on the bench. And if they open their mouth, we're going to send them home. Brandon, what do you think about that statement? Look, it's his team. If that's what he wants to do, then great. But why are we doing it now? Why didn't we do it 10 games ago? Oh, no. He's been doing it. Let me tell you, in 2019, the people who are part of the team who are no longer a part of the team, I'll just run them down for you. 2019, Beetle Bolden. Wait a minute, I'm going to say that again. Beetle Bolden. Hey, do you guys remember Beetle Bolden? How good he was on offense? Yeah, he transferred. Trey Dooms. Uh, Wesley Harris. Lamont West, uh, Travion Thornton, and twenty. Bra- Thornton. Yeah, and twenty in two thousand twenty. Brandon Knight Knight left. Or hold up, Brandon Napper. Excuse me, from Brandon South Charleston, left. He looked kind of promising. And Tony did not. Brandon over some of these guys. Jeremy. Okay, okay. that's a different subject. And, and twenty one Culver left. Now, granted, he left for, but I feel like you could have kept him. But whatever, he left. No, that was, Matthews. I, I'm, I'm not blaming Huggins for Culver leaving. Emmett Matthews. Um, I'm not blaming him for Emmett Matthews going home. Nah, stop it with the going home. Jordan McCabe, which I understand, but Jordan you recruited McCabe. him. Brandon, yeah. you recruited him. Bob Huggins, you recruited him. That is so, where I was going when you were done with all of this. Oscar Sheboy. That's 2021. And this year, Taj Thweet and... Yeah. <laughs> what I was talking about. All I'm saying is there's been a lot of turnover 
And this is not the transfer portal of football. This is basketball. So when you say, and if they open their mouth, they're going home. Yeah, you've been sending people home. And and some... <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, you're laughing. You've been sending people home. You've been my telling is, people not to come back. My thing is, the thing that... But the thing is, if the players aren't good, it's your fault. No matter how you slice it. Because people are like, people will say, Bob Huggins isn't missing shots. Bob Huggins isn't the one not rebounding. And that's true. Bob but Huggins is the one making $3 million a year to coach basketball. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm what sorry. I gonna, what I was going to say was. No, it doesn't matter what you're going to say. My comment and my thought is all that matters. That's all that matters. Oh, my goodness. Who? <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say was, who brought them here? Who brought them here? Your job as a coach no matter where you are, your part of your job in college is to recruit. So if you're not good at recruiting, it means you can't get the big-time guys, then you better be a good motivator and teacher. And if we can't do the fundamentals like passing, shooting, and blocking out, we're not doing a good job motivating and teaching. Those on January problems. 11th, on January 11th, when we were 13-2, and two, this man afterwards said, yeah, we don't need anybody who doesn't want to be here. We don't need Sheboy. Hey, how about now? 14-13, how about now? Sorry. What I will say, what I will say is, again, Huggins is a Hall of Famer. Huggins is a legend. At multiple schools, he's a legend. Huggins has over 900 wins. The man says he's going to fix it. He got us to the tournament last year without Sheboy. Won a game. He says he's going to fix it with the transfer portal the way it is. And, and with let- basketball being designed the way it is, it's possible for it to be fixed. And it is. And let me just say this. So as everybody's hating JN Fiend for speaking the truth, let me just say Chris Anderson wrote that 12 times in 94 years, not counting the Southeastern Conference, um, 12 times in the last 94 years, West Virginia has ended the season ranked. Eight of the last 12 years, they've been ranked. And six of the last seven alone. So Bob Huggins has brought West Virginia to their greatest heights. That's the point. Exactly. And that can never be forgotten. But it's like I said, at least I think it was last week or maybe two weeks ago. This is why I don't think Bob Huggins will retire of his own volition. We already know through boosters and and other people I've talked to, I've heard from multiple sources that Bob Huggins and Shane Lyons don't always see eye to eye. Okay, he calls him Parkersburg. So that's one thing. But two, Bob Huggins is a man with pride. And he's not going out. Wait, 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 wait. Huggins has pride? But he's got pride. And there are people who say he's going to leave this year. He's not leaving on a losing season like this. I'm sorry, he's not. Brandon, if he does, I will. Brandon, it'll all change. If he leaves with six uh, uh, people coming back, Brandon, I'm telling you, he better not. He better not do this. It won't be his own choice. Okay. But that's all I got. And we got a cool interview coming up. Unless you got more, Jay. I got a lot more, but we'll save it for next week. Well, we got a cool interview coming up. Talking to him soon. Rat me, boys! This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt, joined by 
Jeremy Nicholas Phoenix. Man, I'm in the building. We are in the building. We are also in the booth. We are the Raspy Voice Kids, and you are now tuned into another Golden Blue interview. We are here with the pride of Montgomery, West Virginia, a fiddling magician, Mr. Philip Bowen of Philip Bowen Music. Philip, thank you for joining us today. What's up? What's up? Good to see you guys, or, you know, talk to you. Yeah, we could be seeing, but it's just not happening today. It's all podcasting. (laughs) It's all good, man. It's all good. Thank you for having me. All I know, all I know. Is kit uh, is uh Philip is killing it on the fiddle, man. I saw this way before Brandon Brand ever said, "Hey, look, let's have this dude on." I saw I saw the country roads. I yep. got teary eyed. You know, <laughs> it, dude, it's it's just incredible. It's amazing, man. That one really went crazy, crazy. Like, and that's like kind of the power of TikTok, which is I know people have mixed feelings about it, but that video on TikTok by itself did like 6 million views and then somebody put it on Twitter and it went crazy over there and Instagram and blah, 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 blah. So like that was one of the biggest videos I've ever posted um, is that country roads video. So, and I think that's appropriate. That makes me happy that it was, had the West Virginia as the theme for sure. Warms my heart too, man. I love it because being from West Virginia and especially, especially being from small town, West Virginia, like you are, yeah, yeah. you understand the importance of representing no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing. I try to explain that to people that, you know, like I live in the Detroit area right now. And, you know, when a Michigan game is on, it's not the same. You know, some people care about Michigan. Some people don't. Some people like Michigan State. Some people like just the Lions or whatever. It's not Saturday doesn't feel the same. And like at least the the town I grew up in in southern West Virginia, if, if West Virginia was playing, like you could walk outside your house and there's no cars moving. You know, people are either at the game or they're watching the game or they're in their front yards talking about the game. And that's that's really all that matters, you know, like in, in where, at least where I grew up. So it just it definitely means something a little bit different for sure. Yeah, and I love it, man. And you're Like you said, it's important to represent no matter where you go. And the thing is, the way I found you, I just found you organically. You happen to be on my For You page on TikTok oh, because I don't care about the mixed emotions. I ain't gotten none. I love TikTok. <laughs> Yep, I love yep. it. And I love what it does for people like you who yep. aren't necessarily mainstream but can make a name for themselves because you give the people what they want. And it's yep. funny because you got it organically. I, somebody sent it to me and they were like, oh, snap, have you heard this? And I listened to it. I'm like, oh, dip. It would be sick if the RVK could, could, could wrap it up with this dude. Matter of fact, I was wondering, we have a dope song. It's called Hail West Virginia. Yeah. It's called West Virginia or, Anthem. Yes, yes, excuse me. The hook goes, hail West Virginia. But the song is actually West Virginia, West Virginia Anthem. And I was like, yo, wait till he gets a hold of this. Six, <laughs> mil- six million going to become eight million. There you go. There you go. Exactly. You know, it's, is this just so crazy? Like, like I think for me, I, anyway, I don't know. Like, like, like TikTok's gone crazy. Instagram has gone crazy, which is all wonderful. And it's just like, I don't know what it is about like the fiddle that just kind of connects with people's, you know, heart and mind or whatever, because that's opened a lot of doors for me with like the songwriting stuff and all that, all that side of things, like just helping me kind of get exposure there. So it's, it's been a wild ride, man. It's been, especially like the last maybe like six months to a year. It's just really I, gone crazy. You know what? I appreciate you being so humble because there's a lot of art that comes across that people can appreciate. And the fiddle, the piano, these are great avenues to, you know, access that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. What people love is not the fiddle. The people love the way you play it. 
Yep. Bruh. When you when you kill it, the emotion, the feeling, the artwork, look, dude, I, I I'm not an artist like that, but I can appreciate it. And it's not just me. Six million, clearly other people appreciate it, especially when you're talking about their home state. So don't water it down, baby. It's not just a fiddle. It's you. <laughs> that yeah, I mean like, like you know, somebody told me like super early on, like, you know, once you're like whatever you want to call yourself a creator or whatever, you know, like if you can decide and determine that, like, you know, you are not your content, like people, you know, like, for example, as an artist, like you want, you don't want listeners, you want fans and fans care about all of you, not just like a random song title that runs across Spotify. And so when you can make that human connection with people, which is why I think video is so crazy powerful, like TikTok and Instagram and everything else is because like people kind of like, they can see your face they can kind of feel what you're feeling and all that kind Absolutely. of stuff. And it makes, it just makes a world of difference, man. Like people like, that's what like all the, like I do like tons of live shows online because of, yeah, I but started doing what, that over COVID, but that's, that's how people connect with you. No, no, but that's what it is. Any art you look at, I don't care if you go and we went to the Metropolitan, me and my brother, Brandon, we went to the yep. Metropolitan. Um, you could go to the symphony. I've been to the symphony a few times. It's yep. all art. And the biggest thing about art is it has to make you feel something. So when you play that fiddle, we get this West Virginia pride. We feel so great. And you talk about how you connect with so many people. So, um, well, thank you. you. How many of them girls, uh, slide up in DM? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, it's, I'm telling you what, like, I'll tell you what. Just joking. Just joking. No, no, tell us, tell us. No, I mean, listen, you know, first off, first off, first off, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happily married, so I'm good there. I'm good. Oh, at that excuse me. Excuse me. You excuse know. me. Sorry. 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 <laughs> no, but like, man, it's like, you know, I'll t- this is crazy. I'll tell you guys, this is crazy. So like back in, let's say like October, October of this la- of last year, I maybe had maybe 8,000 Instagram followers and maybe... 20,000 on TikTok, maybe. And that's a grind. Like, that was me, like, performing all the time, you know, building it, like, one person at a time, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, whatever kind of started really happening where it was just, like, just this crazy exponential growth where, like, today, like, I'm closing in on 100 on Instagram and TikTok's gone, is getting close to 500. And it's just, like, it's very surreal. So, like, it's honestly a little bit overwhelming at times when it first is really going crazy because like I have a few people that help me now with like just like 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 messages and responding and all that kind of stuff because it's just too much you can't do it all like between like creating and recording and songwriting and playing and you know it's just too much to do all that all the time so you kind of like need people you trust to help you a little bit but it's uh the whole point of me saying that is that like if you're out there and you're thinking about doing something creative you know, there's no substitute for the work, you know, and if you can just stick with it and grind it out, like good things can definitely happen. I love it. I love it. By the way, I want you to shout it out. Where are you at on TikTok? Where are you at on YouTube? Let these people know where they can find you because we're sitting here talking about it. They've never, maybe there's a <laughs> small peop, uh, percentage of people yeah. who've never heard of it. Let them know where you can find this beautiful country roads. Um, for sure. Yeah. Let them know. <laughs> For sure. So on like yeah, pretty much every social media, it's just Philip Bowen music. So it's Philip with one L Bowen, uh, and or just look for my name and you'll find me. No, and then, no, like, no, hold up, hold up. Spell it, spell it for them so they know. Philip, you got it, you got it. P H I L I P. So P H I L I P B O W E N music. There you go. 
And then, uh, you know, on Spotify and iTunes and Amazon Music, all that kind of stuff, that's where you'll find, like, my... I have a few instrumental things up there, and then all, like, my songwriting stuff, uh, singing stuff, all that stuff is on on Spotify, iTunes, et cetera, kind of however you get however you get music. Well, I'll tell Absolutely. you right now, Jeremy talked about how it's got to move you. You talked about the human connection. I have a daughter, so Stella touched me. I connected oh, with right. Stella. Thank you. And I like... Do you, do you I have a Stella? Or is it you have a daughter, Stella? No, her name's not Stella. Nice. <laughs> but I have a daughter. Yeah. And she's she's nine years old. And I just I can relate to the emotion in that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I want to know is how does that writing process work for you? Oof. Uh, you know, for me, like sometimes it it kind of comes in a flurry in terms of like I get an idea for a tune or I get an idea for a song. And sometimes, like for example, that song. Um, it was almost a year ago that I wrote that song or the bulk of it. And I was, my parents were visiting and like all the, I have, I have three young kids and everybody's just kind of playing around and, and I have a daughter named Stella, obviously. And she was doing something and I don't know what it was like this, this, the melody popped in my head. I walked in the other room and I like sat down on the piano and just wrote the melody really quick and recorded it on a voice memo. And then um, that night after everybody went to bed, I couldn't get that out of my head. So I came downstairs in my little studio and I wrote that whole song in about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. It was just there. I had to pull it out, you know? Um, So typically the process for me is like I get an idea for the melody and I just kind of like sing gibberish around it. And then I figure out like the the real words I want to say. And, you know, man, I just I just feel you so much as an artist because. When West Virginia Anthem <laughs> 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 Yeah, totally, totally, totally. When West Virginia Anthem hit me, literally, by the way, shout out, listen to it. West Virginia Anthem, you know, it just hit me. I couldn't get it out of my head. So, um, you know, maybe we could collab, Like, if you need a remix, you know. For sure, man. You know? For sure. <laughs> for sure. He said for sure. <laughs> don't dig yourself into a hole, man. We don't want to bring you down. We want to let you do your thing. No, but I want him to listen to it so he can hear how. I sent it to him earlier, Jay. I sent it yeah, to him. Well, I, I, I did listen to it. you guys are name dropping in there. I, I like like the the throwbacks to me. I, I heard like Grant Wiley in that song. Yes, you yes. Know what, I mean? what what you heard was the first half of Brandon's cheesiness. You have to get to the second half. <laughs> Unnecessary. Hey, you, listen, you know, you know who I want. I don't. I want. I want to. One of my favorite Mountaineer players of all time. My, one of my favorite Mountaineer football players of all time is Anthony Becht. Like I love Anthony Becht. Yeah. I remember being like real talk, real talk. Like my my first WVU game ever in Morgantown was West Virginia or Navy at West Virginia, and like Anthony Becht, he either caught, he either caught like a game winning touchdown or like a game saving. For I mean, I was I was really young. But I remember him making a huge catch and like catching it from Mark Bulge. And so like I idolized those two for like the longest time. I was like, oh man, these guys are like, this is amazing. So I, I have like a Mark both on the show, jersey. man. Dude, amazing. Amazing. I love both those guys. We Big that's fan. one of the that's my favorite thing is getting to talk to people like you who this is so you're from West Virginia and we've had people yep. on, we've had people on who are from West Virginia who don't love West Virginia. You clearly love West Virginia. You just performed oh, at the Bob Huggins Fish Fry, right? Yes, yes, that was amazing. That yeah, was a, how was that? Amazing week. Dude, it, okay, this is a crazy this is a crazy story how this came to be. So speaking of that Country Roads video, um, and you guys just stopped me if the story's too long. But okay, so I put out this West Virginia video, and then over the holidays It's too long. No, I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead. I'm just I'm totally joking. <laughs> uh, so uh, over the holidays, I'm home, you know, visiting some family, and I get an email from uh people at the WVU Foundation. 
And apparently, like somebody in Huggins' family sent him this video of me playing Country Roads. And so he was like, hey, like, I don't care, you know, how we got to find this guy or get him here. I want him here for this, if, if we can get him here. And so, like, all of a sudden, like, over the holidays, I'm having these phone calls with the people at the WV Foundation and, and at WV Hoops and stuff like that. And um, I felt like, honestly, I felt like a, a, like a little kid in a candy store. I was like, oh, my goodness, like, this is so cool. And, like, to be able to talk to Hugs and stuff and, and figure all that out. And so I went, and the, the event was so much bigger because I had never been to a fish fry before. Yeah, it's dope, man. Dude, I mean, thousands of people there. It yeah. was unbelievable. I will say, you know, shout out to Coach Hugs. Shout out to the WVU basketball people. When I tell you they took care of us, man, like, because I brought my wife and kids with me and had some family come in. Bro, like, we had, like, the VIP experience. Like, everything was taken care of. I got to play, like... You know, twenty some minutes of music. I did a few originals and played the fiddle and stuff like that. And did you play West Virginia anthem? No, I didn't play the West Virginia anthem. I didn't know about <laughs> it at the time. So you know, <laughs> but I got to I got to you know chop it up with my guy Tony Caridi for a little while and just I mean everybody was amazing and it was just like a surreal experience. And for me, you know, being like West Virginia obviously is a big part of my life and a passion of mine. And there's so much sentimental stuff there. For me to be like doing something for an event like in partnership with like coach hugs and the, and the university and stuff like that was a very surreal experience. And it was like super emotional for me. Cause I was like, Oh, this is like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to explain it beyond. It was just like, it was just so cool. And that we raised like over $2 million in one night, just unbelievable. Two and a half million. Yeah, dude. Amazing. I didn't, I didn't, I talked to the guys from Barstool for like a hot second, not, not too long. Um, you know, even honestly, and even Coach Self, like I talked to him for a few minutes while I was waiting to go on, and uh, for what it's worth, he was super personable, very nice guy. Try to bribe nice you? No, nah, man. But it was <laughs> well, I was waiting to go on, and he had like him and Hugs had just came down, and so I'm sitting there, and I look over to him, and I was like, "Hey, man, um, do you work here or something?" And he looked at me, and I was like, oh, "I'm just playing, man. My name is Phil." <laughs> and he's like, "Because he had like he had like an entourage with him, man. He had a Added bunch of people with him." That is great, by the way. Yeah. That is so great. I'm Do glad you, you did here? that, man. That was perfect. That's not as good yeah. as Dave Portnoy accusing him of paying players and Bobby Huggins <laughs> joining in, but it's really good. Dude, yeah, it was it was uh it was just a very fun weekend. And then I got a couple of um you know, coach hooked us up with some really awesome tickets for the game the next night. So, you know, I think even though we listen, I mean, I don't want I would we get it. They this. lost, even, yeah, yeah, we know, we, we know we they score, lost. What do we? I mean, man, do we miss Derek Culver or what in the paint, bro? Like, I mean, we just can't. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's, that's nice for you to say, Derek Culver, uh, being nice. But yeah, we miss Oscar Sheepy. But go oh ahead. yeah, oh for sure. I mean, I just make a layup, anyways. But it was an awesome. It was my my my. I took one of my kids with me. Um, in my you know some family and friends were there too, and like it was her first like WVU basketball game. And so like, it was just a cool experience, man. And like the seats we had, were on, it was from the coaches allotment. So it was like these amazing seats and it was just a really awesome weekend. It was Brandon, just a- Brandon, Brandon, it just hit me. This dude plays the fiddle or yeah, it, it kills it. And I feel like Charles Hayes, like this combination can't get like it. This is meant to be right. You know, the dancing man, Charles Hayes. 
Oh yeah. Okay. The, 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 yes, I know who that is. I yes, I know because well, that like the name sounded familiar to me. He's a dude that, like always gets on camera dancing at the football. Yeah. Games. First, first yep. interview he ever did was with the RVK. If you watch him, a lot of times he has the raspy voice kids shirt on. Yeah, man. Charles Hayes and you. I feel like this is like an unstoppable force. And link it up. Yeah, yeah we, we got to make, make it happen, happen, man. For sure. For sure. He he seems like a genuinely just like joyful person. No, no, yeah, no, he no, is that kind of person. And he's Great a charitable dude. person too. He does a lot to raise money for for uh, youth programs and things like that. And it's genuine and it's real. The dude is so real. I could tell. Well, like, Philip, I tell what like that guy. He seems like a nice dude. Um, Jeremy, you got anything else for him? I got the rapid fire, but just let me know when you want it. Let's do rapid fire. Let's do it, bro. You ready for it? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. <clears throat> okay. It's time. <laughs> rapid fire so you answer these questions as quick as as quick as you can you ready i got you cool ranch or nacho cheese doritos nacho cheese lion king or toy story uh, lion king what's the best pop tart cherry Ooh, frosted cherry if he had to see one person in concert, dead or alive. Oh, oh rapid. Uh, I don't know. James Taylor. If you had to perform with one person right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, John Mayer and Kanye West makes a guest appearance. Okay. Love it. <laughs> the Measies. Rocky Top or Country Roads? Man, Country Roads. Who's the best Avenger? Hawkeye. Oh, wow, that's terrible. Anyway, <laughs> um, gosh, that's terrible. My favorite, listen, my favorite Marvel character of no, all time. I, no, no, I, we don't care. You said Hawkeye. Uh, Hawkeye. I'm going to take Hawkeye. It's, uh, it's over. <laughs> right. I, was, I was like, who could I pick? <laughs> Pepsi or Coke? Coke in a glass bottle. Does ketchup go, does ketchup go on hot dogs? Yeah, and so does slaw. Yes, sir. Best place for uh, fast food fries? Checkers. George Strait or Garth Brooks? The king, George Strait. Million dollar question. We need you to keep it real. Everybody's always kept it real. Keep it a yeah. buck. Pat White, Alec Manoa, everybody we've ever talked to kept, kept it real. Don't you lie to me. All right. Do you pee in swimming pools? <laughs> absolutely. And that's a yes, folks. And that absolutely. is a yes. He said absolutely. Say? Okay, it took too many seconds. I, I just had to answer it for him. He said, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. We love it. We love my it. Mom was, my t- mom was spinning because I thought you were going to ask me like Pat White or somebody else. And I was just going to be like, oh, man, like Pat White. But that would be. I love that you said James Taylor is who you would like to see uh, dead or alive because your music reminds me of James Taylor in, in some fashion. 
That's a, that's that's a very nice compliment. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I, love, I love I love like, that guy. It's got that. It's got that mellow. Anyway, uh, so yeah, man, that was great. You did a great job. We're so thankful that you joined us. We know you're super busy. I've seen your interviews you're doing. 2021 Nashville's artist to watch. Am I right? Yep. yep. And then I just got the call today. Today, literally just got the call today. Super exciting news. Your boy is going to be making his debut at the at the Bluebird Cafe in Nashville. What? May, May 26th. I got the call today. I could cry. I'm so happy. So that's like a life goal. I will be at May the Bluebird. May 26th. If your boys are there, you going to show us love? Let's go. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course I'll show you love for sure, man. May 26th, baby. Baby. I've never been to Nashville. Great town. Fun town, man. Well, there you have it. Philip Bowen and the RVK, another gold and blue interview. Philip, thank you for joining the Raspy Voice Kids, and we will talk to you soon. All right, my pleasure. Thank you all for having me on. I appreciate it. Sports Social Podcast Network.